When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's Monday! Happy Monday. Number one in innovation again, baby! Let's do it! That's something to celebrate, right? Forks up, baby! Let's go! Number one in innovation. All right, that's the show. <laughs> so, See you next time. Yeah. Guys, welcome into the PHNX Sun Devil Show. I'm Anthony Totry. Yeah, you are. Uh, joined as of, I guess, lately is what yeah, we're going to keep calling it. Week or so? Yeah, this this guy right here. That's uh, that's Sean DePaz. Yeah, I am. Uh, shout out to everybody in the chat for waiting so patiently. We were just trying to find our quarterback. We were waiting for Sean. Yeah, okay. that's exactly well, what it was. Totri was not throwing me under the bus, and then and, yeah, you know, Jacob, Jacob had to go Jacob out of his way to do pushed it. pushed you in front of oncoming traffic. And then Sparky stomped on top of it. Oh, no. Yeah. Wait, like in your defense or like... No, it's just what Sparky does. He steps no. on buses. Okay. No, See a bus, he's going to stomp on it. That's now. absolutely fair. Look, guys, we got a lot to get to uh, today. We're going to get a little bit more into the, the reality of the program and just kind of <laughs> where we're at, right? We're going to do that today. Uh, on Wednesday, we're going to be talking a little bit about USC and that upcoming matchup. Woo! Uh, with Lincoln Riley, Caleb Let's Williams, go, baby. and Game the, of the, week. the five touchdown underdogs that are the Arizona State Sun Devils. Uh, but we're going to kick things off with, I mean, Sean, you've had now a little bit of time to stomach what happened on Saturday, as did everybody else in the chat. Uh, and just kind of where, where do you stand right now? Aside from, you know, the heat of the moment that was that embarrassing 29 to nothing loss. I mean, I, it, it, there was obviously a adjustment of expectations after last week or after Saturday. Yeah. I mean, I, I think... The reality is, is that, you know, we were never going to win eight games. I don't think that was ever really the expectation. Um, but I think, you know, it's just, it's tough. I, I, I give the team a little bit of slack when you consider how many injuries they have. Um, but at this point, it's just like, you know, and I know we got sound from Kenny that we'll get into a little bit, but he, you know, he had the, the, analogy about bamboo like this shit like this shit takes a while yeah programs take a while what colorado like there's a reason everyone thought colorado was too hyped because you're not supposed to be able to have this kind of success or any kind of success really with a completely no program a new coach and a and massive roster overhaul which obviously colorado had to a much greater extent but um you weren't supposed to be good i, I obviously think you know it was hard to really get a, a read on this team preseason because they were only playing themselves um but I, th- I think the reality is, is is now, you know, after having time to think of it, this team is better than what they were on Saturday. I think if the team's fully healthy, they can compete against, you know, they can compete against most of the bottom tier teams in this conference. At this point now, I, I, at this point now, all I can say is that anything positive that happens to this team is, is an unexpected little cherry on top um, because... I don't know, man. This uh, this this season was never about winning in general because of the bull ban, but it's certainly not about winning football games. It's just about getting better now. And so, and now I, I think you can go into these games being like, I mean, you and I know this. There's one thing to go into games when your team is supposed to be bad. There's another. It's another when you have the expectation that they're going to be good, and then they end up being bad. And I think that's what we had for these last these last these last few weeks is that we expect them to be good, and they just weren't at all. Now I think you can go into the expectation of like, yeah, they're probably going to lose this game. Uh, so let's let's have let's try to find something else positive about it, because um, I think that's all you can really do at this point. No, yeah, I, I think there is a lot of frustration 
during Saturday's game, uh, and I think rightfully so. I think fans, and I think the players, yeah. and I think I think everybody, everybody had a reason to be very frustrated mm-hmm. with the the product that was put out there on Saturday. And you know, nine times out of ten, I'm going to be on here defending um, the idea that fans should stay the entirety of, <laughs> of the game. Yeah. But after Saturday's performance, I don't blame fans for no. for leaving in the way that they did because we talked about it on Saturday. It's a little bit of a give and take. But you bring up some some really good points, and we'll get to the Kenny sound here in a little bit, right? But you got to remember that you are in year one. Not game four yeah, I was gonna say of a rebuild, yeah. right? Like this is a rebuild. This is a process. This is going to take time. Now, part of that is the reason that the frustration was so heavy on Saturday was because I don't think you were able to see that growth, right? You weren't yeah. able to see. The it felt like a step backwards. Make, exactly. A massive and step backwards. That, that's the, the frustrating part of it. But again, there are little things uh, to kind of to give and take from that. And we'll get into our expectations about everything here in a little bit. But Kenny Dillingham had his, his weekly press conference today, uh, and he brought up a couple different things. But most notably, he equated the situation that ASU is in and just the program in general uh, with a, a pretty unique analogy so this is how kenny actually opened up his press conference today no there's not a different process this is the process you got to come to work every day you got to work hard you got to enjoy what you do and you got to get better that that cultural piece of what it takes to be successful there is zero changes that'll not change and if you keep keep working right i use the the term with the team today bamboo it takes five, four to five years to grow bamboo and you water it like a crazy person for four to five years, not understanding that uh, the year five, it starts to grow. And once it grows, it grows, what, 60 feet in six weeks, whatever that looks like, 90 feet in six weeks. Not everybody understands at times the growth you're making. And you at times don't even understand the growth you're making because the results don't reflect it. But eventually, if you continue to water and you continue to do the cultural things necessary and put the work in, one day it's going to spurt and it's going to grow and it's going to grow like wildfire. And you just can't lose focus on the end game. And that's getting better. And eventually it's going to grow. I I came into the office right after this <laughs> press conference and I was like, God damn, Kenny, man, because he says stuff like this and like he he's... He's right, but it doesn't make you less frustrated yeah. as to what you saw Saturday. Like, he's right. He's right. Like, this is a process. And to your point about Colorado, there's a reason that myself and there were so many people that didn't think that it was going to to work out or live up to the hype because you are not supposed to have that kind of success. And I feel like we need fast. to remind people that Colorado hasn't accomplished shit yet. They almost lost to Colorado State and they beat two teams that are not that special. Yes. Um, so we'll see, obviously, when the they get to Pac-12 there. play. Obviously, but. they're significantly better than ASU. I don't want to yeah. make that. But, yeah, I mean, it, it is... I mean, the reality is is that, like, Kenny, I think, has known this from day one. Obviously, he wanted to win games, and he was trying to put the best team out there. But, like, this was never about this season. It was about building something. Um, and, obviously, getting shot out at home does nothing to help build anything. So, it, to a certain extent, it's, like, great, Kenny, but also, like... If the process leads to you getting shut out at home by Fresno State, well, then the process better fucking change. Like, it, it, that, that's unacceptable. But I, by and large, I get what he's saying, right? Like, you know, this was never about any day-to-day basis. This was never about this season. It was about building something. Um, and I don't think he's lost sight of that. And I don't think any one game, regardless of how bad it is, is going to, is going to force him to lose sight of that. I, I mean... I think reality is, is all the frustration is coming. I'm, they're frustrated, obviously, but the, this frustration about you know, you have I mean you have fans wanting Bo Bo Baldwin to be fired, and obviously you had fans that wanted Jaden to be benched, like all of these things. I don't think that is what how they're approaching this. Yeah, and that's a good thing because fans are obviously very very finicky, very emotional, and Kenny cannot be that if he wants to have any yeah. kind of success. No, I, and I think that's another good thing too, right? Is like. You have to understand that, yeah. like our perspective, other media perspective, fan perspective, that kind of has to get thrown out of the window if mm-hmm. you're a player or your coach. And I think they know that, right? They obviously, especially if you're a coach, because, you got to have blinders on. Yeah. Players, I get to a certain extent, you know, especially nowadays or if you're older guys. 
there is no next year, maybe. But yeah, uh, and so, uh, but as far as Kenny and the coaching staff, specifically Kenny, right? He's the one thing that like he could fire Bo. He could, you know, guys could leave, get new jobs. But this Kenny program, like he he specifically is gonna always have to have a, a bigger picture perspective because um, that's his, that's his job. Yeah, no, absolutely. And to be honest with you, and Kenny brings it up, we'll get to the sound here in a second, but like the process that he's trying to build, the the idea and the ideology behind what they are trying to to put out there on the field week in and week out at each practice and in terms of how you build a program, right? How many coaches have come through, said they're trying to build Arizona State into a program and, and you top out? at seven and five and you get to go play in the Las Vegas bowl or you get to go play at the sun bowl. Like the whole idea of bringing in Kenny Dillingham to, to build something here is to eventually get to a point where the sun bowl and the Las Vegas bowl in a seven and five season is like a worst case scenario, right? Like you have to take baby steps to get there. Yeah. And I get again, the frustration on Saturday, I get the frustration with the offense. Like I, I get it. If you watch Saturday's post game show, <laughs> we yeah. started the show before even it ended because we were so frustrated. Yeah. But at the end of the day, like this team is going to lose more games, right? Like that is the reality that we are stepping into here. They're starting Pac-12 play with seven of the nine opponents on the schedule in the top 25. Four of those nine are in the top 15 and three of those nine are in the top 10. Hmm. Like, it's not getting any easier, right? You got Caleb Williams, then maybe you get an ounce of air with Cal, your first road game. Then you've got Shador Sanders. Then you've got Bo Nix. Then you got Michael Penix Jr. Like, it is going to be a tough season. <laughs> and, and, but the reality of that is, is that was the case before the year. Yes. Like, and I think we always thought that ASU was going to be a, a more competitive than what they've been over these last, or the last three weeks, really. But, um, they were always going to have a tough time with specifically their conference schedule. Uh, again, I think, you know, I, I get it. We got, you know, Wildcat fan in the chat. Um, but like, I think an important thing to also not lose perspective of is that this team is capable of way more than what they yes. did on Saturday. And I think you are going to get a better team. Obviously, they got injuries to deal with, but they're going to have a better idea of who their quarterback's going to be, right, for a full week. Um, all of these things like they they are better than what they were Saturday and you're going to see them be better um, because I think that's one thing that even though Kenny has a better picture or bigger picture perspective on this he's also like he expects he demands greatness he, he demands everyone's best effort and they, he certainly did not get that Saturday at least not offensively yeah and, and he so, knows that yeah and I, so I, I don't like I don't care how good or bad Fresno State is supposed to be, putting up zero points at home is unacceptable for literally any college football program. Like any. A power least, five. Especially. But I mean, anybody. Like, what was it? Uh, Oregon beat that team 81 points or whatever. The other team still scored. Yes. Like, Oregon <laughs> yeah. lost their season opener last year 50 to what? 50 to three or whatever to Georgia. Still scored. They still scored. Like, right. And so, like, in order for it to be that bad, I think there's got to be more than the team just being bad. Um, but again, it, all, it almost kind of like doesn't matter at this point what happens from a week-to-week -week basis because... You just want to see some growth. You want to see growth. And again, you did not see that from week two to week three, which I think is the big problem. Um, but as long as you start to see that, even if they're losing games, like that's all you can reasonably ask for, yeah. I think, at this point. Um, because again, there has been a, there over the last couple of weeks, there's been definitely a an, ex, an adjustment of expectations. Yeah, and, and I mean, it, like Bear Down Cat's point, although it is it's masked in, in in U of A bullshit, is is valid <laughs> in the sense that like <laughs> we thought this team was going to be better. Like we did think. We thought this team was yeah. going to be able to accomplish things. But nobody was sitting here telling you that this was going to yeah. be an 8-9. Yeah, and, and I, I still believe that because of the talent and what we saw guys do. Guys who were not playing last week, right? Like, Jalen Conyers is this team's best offensive player. He wasn't playing. They obviously have massive uh, uh, weapons or, or massive injuries on the offensive line that we didn't, you know, had no reason. We didn't think that Emmett Bully was going to break his fucking ankle or whatever happened. In, in preseason, right? There's no way to expect wrong that. direction. Was the ankle was in yeah, the wrong that direction. That picture is tough. Um, but so like, I don't know. It, it, it's it's tough. The frustration is more than valid, but you got to look at this bigger picture um, because 
You know, things change. And also, right, ASU lost to Eastern Michigan last year and then beat ranked Washington. Like, <laughs> it's college football. It's college football. It's college Weird football. shit can happen. If, if Kenny wants to start all of a sudden, LTC talking about Kenny fixing the offense, like if he starts calling plays, for example, who knows how that changes things? Maybe Conover's the fucking truth out of nowhere. Like, we, you don't know. So, uh, yeah, I don't people think do you have can... to remember that Conover hasn't, like, I know there was a lot of people he's frustrated the with the effort, but, like, Jacob Conover doesn't get reps in practice. No, exactly. Like, and so he's going to have a full week of being the guy. Yeah. So, look, we'll get into all that here in a second. Will brings up a really good point, right? Like, the big question coming into the year was whether the defense could hold their yeah. own because that was the, the really awful part last year. We expected the offense to carry the team. To, so to see the defense do well uh, as it is so far is and, a glimmer and of hope. the weapons are still there. Offensively. Yeah. Obviously, they're going to have to figure out a way to to get the ball out of, at this point, Conover's hands fast because the offensive line is not good. It's a, it's a, it's a massive problem. But I think that's something that they... Kenny's still Kenny. I think that's something they can eventually scheme around and give them an opportunity to be competitive. Right? Trent Bourget is not... I'm not going to sit here and say he's not a talented quarterback. He has no, there's nothing special about his game, right? But he led this team to wins last year. Uh, not many, but he did, right? And so, like, like yeah, like you said, it's college football, man. Who who knows, right? When, like, I think people are going to be surprised when they. I think they're going to have a better opportunity to put points up on USC than they did against Fresno State. Which is not to say that they that Fresno State is better than USC or that ASU is going to... Like, I think ASU is going to lose this game by 50, but I think they're going to end up scoring because USC's defense is dog shit. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's weird things like this where, like, you can't... It's college football. It's, it's college football, and you can't make judgments on any one game. Uh, no, Dan. <laughs> I can't fucking do it. <laughs> so if you don't like it, you can leave. Uh, but just to, to continue with, with, like, the crazy stat defensively, right, is... Since at least 2012, and this is from, from Greg uh, D. Emrose on, on Twitter. Since at least 2012, ASU's 15 points allowed off turnovers versus Fresno State are the fewest by any team that committed at least eight turnovers. So I know that's not a great stat because well, yeah. the offense committed eight turnovers. <laughs> thing. But since 2012, to give up the fewest points off of eight turnovers, like... That's that's pretty crazy for the defense. Uh, and, and that's the thing that's pretty I, was, crazy I, was having, I was talking about this with Damon earlier. That, like... People want to treat ASU all of a sudden like this is a, a bottom-of-the-barrel MAC team. Like, there's a scenario in which if they're healthy and they play the game, like they play to their potential, they are 3-0. and Yeah. Uh, they could have beaten Oklahoma State, and if the offense was worth a damn thing uh, last week, they're at least competing against Fresno State because they were in that game for the majority of it. Yeah. Fresno State didn't do anything that special. And that that being said, we were sitting there at halftime. They're like, they've turned it over like six times, and, and it's like a three possession. But if they yeah, if they score on, <laughs> if they score on the first drive out, coming out of half, then it's like, oh, they're all of a sudden they're in the game again. Yeah, it's uh, weird. That being said, you turn the ball over eight times against USC, you're losing by 110 points. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, that offense is not Fresno State's yeah. offense. So, uh, like, I don't want to make this at all seem like, oh, it's not that bad. Like, it's going to be okay. No, it's it's. It's going to be a tough season. Maybe down the line, right? And yeah. again, that's what that's what I kind of want to get exactly. to here is this is a proven process. There's a reason Kenny was hired aside from the ties to Arizona. It's the fact that everywhere that Kenny Dillingham has gone, they have succeeded, mm -hmm. right? You go to a place in Memphis that, let's be real, they're, they're not a giant no. football program, but they turn it around. Offensively, they're awesome, right? Kenny goes to Florida State. A couple of years go by. And now look at them. Look where the program is at. Look where Jordan Travis has progressed to. Goes to Oregon. Now, Oregon's obviously the program. But, hey, you brought Bo Nix back to life, right? So this is a process that takes time. And it's proven. And it's funny because the whole bamboo thing, Kenny says, yeah. is kind of a joke now at Florida State. This is what Kenny, again, had to say uh, about the bamboo analogy. Uh, that actually goes back, ironically, if you ask people at Florida State, they're going to laugh because I think I got uh, – destroyed for using that analogy, I believe, when we started 0-4 in year two there. And uh, not many people liked it. And now it's time to turn into somewhat of a joke uh, over there because, you know, it, it came to fruition. Uh, we started 0-4 and, and we ended the year 5-3. and three. And then uh, the next year, you know, they went out and won nine regular season games and look at them now. So it's, uh, it's just what I believe in is nobody knows the work you put in and everybody it's a results driven world so when people don't see results 
they just jump to a conclusion. They don't understand that there may actually be some growth happening. It's just happening under the surface. And that, those are the teams and those the, when those jumps happen is uh, when you go from, you know, uh, average team to a good team, good team to a great team quickly is when all of a sudden it spurts and uh, it doesn't happen overnight. Nobody knows when it's going to happen, but eventually it's going to happen. Now, I know that's frustrating. <laughs> I, I'm going to sit here and tell you that's very frustrating. Kenny acknowledged that college athletics and just being in Arizona, like you are judged by results. Mm -hmm. Nobody gives a shit what you're building. At the end of the day, they want results, right? Yeah. They want wins. There's no asterisks next to yeah, what happened. showing up for the process. Yeah, there's no there's no asterisks uh, next to, to Saturday's box score saying, oh, but uh, they're building something. Yeah, but trust the process. Yeah, like there is none of that. So it is going to be frustrating, but... I think there's a little bit of th – this is the tough thing, I feel like, for Arizona State fans specifically, right, is because you've been burned so many times by Todd Graham. You've been burned so many times by coaches in the past, Herm Edwards, Which, et cetera. It's funny you say that because there was people in our chat on Saturday being like, bring back Todd Graham. Yeah, and no, <laughs> no. Like, you, you, I get the frustration because part of what Kenny's saying requires faith, Yeah, right? It requires it, trusting that process, right? But – Again, as an Arizona State fan, you've been badly burned, not yeah. just by the football program, but by baseball, by Ray Anderson, by by uh, the basketball team. Yeah. So, like, there is that, like, almost exhaustion of, like, oh, they're asking for time. Yeah, again. like, at this point, I, I, I don't blame ASU fans for being like, fuck this. Like, I don't, yeah, I, I don't blame them at all. Um, but... It doesn't change the fact that like this is a process, and you know, I mean, ultimately the fans, the fans are very important. Very, because I was about to say that fans don't matter, which is not <laughs> the case. But as far as the process is concerned, like you can't, you can't be worried about whether or not fans are there. You can't be worried about whether they show up when they should or shouldn't. Like you guys got, you just have to do your job, and like it's gonna, it, it'll suck if you know fans don't show up until things are good. But that's the reality. That's just kind of how that's just, uh, yeah, it's the reality. And, and Kenny can't, which I don't think he does, but he, he does. I don't It's tough because he does care. He obviously cares about the fans. He wants oh, yeah. them to be there. He's this all isn't about Tuscaloosa. It, no, oh there, God, there's, no. there's nothing to do in Tuscaloosa or yeah, in Nebraska I mean, where you know, that's a whole other bad. Problem, yeah. What this else is, are you going to do? This is, no, this yeah, is aside from Tuscaloosa, right? In, in college football heaven over there that they get, right? Like in, in terms of trusting the process, I want you to think about something right now, and I want you to think about it in the terms of five years ago. If I would have told you yeah. that today, Oregon State, and correct me if I'm wrong, I believe is higher ranked in the AP Top 25 than the Alabama Crimson Alabama's Tide. Alabama's 13, yeah. Oregon State's 14. I okay, think. so they're a spot away, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, if I would have told you that five years ago, you would have laughed at me. And that's just the reality of like they're building something. Yeah. There was a coach with a process and an idea, and they got it done. Now, obviously, you equate that to Herm Edwards and that yeah. process, right? It went the opposite way. Unlucky. Now, ASU has to start over, and that's what they're doing with, with Kenny Dillingham. It's tough. I do want to get to – there is a comment, if you could scroll up just a little bit. Um, all text brings it up. This is the first season I'm trying to actually watch college football and I'm not shocked by a bad start. It's what I'm used to as an all AZ sports fan, bad luck or bad timing. And I, it's, I'm not going to say it's bad timing or bad luck. I'm going to say it's just unfortunate timing, right? Because if you go back to, to watching college football, when, when Todd Graham is here, there were seasons where this team like was ranked in the, the AP top 25 to start the season. And then they go out and they lose and, you know, the season is what it is. Or the Herm Edwards season where, where Jaden Daniels, his freshman year, like lit Tempe on fire. Like th th it's just a give and take. And unfortunately, anytime you get a first year head coach, not name Deion Sanders and the, the mystery box that they were able to, to kind of yeah. grab, like usually well, a first year doesn't go well, crazy well. Also, Dion was not a first year head coach. Like yeah, people fair. talk about him like he is first year power five. Yeah, been. but he had experience leading a program, which is important because like uh, I think it was Will bringing up the point about like the process involves. Yeah, the process revolves around Kenny calling plays and he goes on to talk about Bo like that's something that Kenny ha literally has to figure out. He has never been a head coach that's before true. where he has had to have someone else call plays and then decide, ah, 
he shouldn't be calling plays. I have to take that. And then even like on a person to person, he has to figure out how to go about removing that responsibility from his offensive coordinator and his offensive coordinator not being pissed about it. Right. Like there's a human. Like there's all of this stuff that Kenny is learning on the fly as being a head coach that obviously, like again, the, the natural comparison is, is Dion, but that's not. Dion's not doing this. He knows how to interact with his coaches in situations like this in a way that Dion or that 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 Kenny doesn't. And to be fair, Dion has not had to deal with failure yet, so we still don't know how that's going to happen when that does. But like it, it's it's a process, but it, it's not a day over day, game over game process. It's a yeah. year over year process. And, and granted, you do need to see improvement game to game. But as far as this this process that we're talking about goes, like it's going to be. It's it's more about going from what could be a a one in eleven or two in ten year this year to going to a, a a four or five win season, like making progress in that regard, as opposed to you know we had a bad second half last week, we need to not have a bad second half this week, which again is important, but not the it's not the biggest thing, it's not the big picture. A couple things, and and I didn't even think about it till you brought it up, and I was trying to figure out why myself and obviously so many fans are frustrated, right? I think everybody had a good idea that it's a rebuild, right? That things mm-hmm. take time, but. I think the the excessive frustration, and rightfully so, was simply because like it felt like there was a regression from week two to week three offensively, and I think that's where the the, the serious issue was, at least in my head, and, and you guys in the chat let us know. I do want to put a poll in the chat just as it relates to the offense. Let us know if you would like Kenny Dillingham to start calling the plays offensively. Yes or no. I want Sean Aguano um, to start calling or, plays. Or <laughs> if, if, if you want to stick by Bo Baldwin in, in Kenny's faith, that he has uh, in Bull Baldwin because I think it's interesting, right? Kenny was asked straight up if if he's going to start calling the plays, and he says we're going to fix the offense, right? Yeah. Didn't he found a way to answer the question without, without really an answering the question? <laughs> Good coach. Um, because again, the quarterback situation is, is unique, right? Jaden Rashad, as we know, is out four to six weeks. Trenton Borgay and, and Drew Pine. Kenny was asked about you know how they're doing from an injury perspective. He said things look better than what they initially thought but still not necessarily like a straight-up answer as to whether or not you're going to be getting Trenton Borgay or Drew Pine this week. My guess would be you don't see Trenton Borgay this week, which leaves you with Drew Pine, Jacob Conover, um, as really your two guys. And in my personal my personal guess would be you probably see Jacob Conover. Yeah, I mean, Drew week. Pine, at least based on obviously what we saw Saturday, is he not did necessarily not 100%. look good. Well, he didn't look good, and he's also not 100% either. So, like, who, who yeah, it's... Listen, this is not an easy situation for any coach either. <laughs> and again, not to be giving out excuses, but like this is very difficult. Arizona State is a very difficult place to win. There's, it's a reason that no one has really done it. Um, and and B, it's a tough situation. It's a very, very tough situation. Um, I, silver lining is, is it cannot yeah. get worse. It's yeah. they lay it's literally the expectations are on the floor now. It's a pretty lopsided <laughs> yeah. poll, by the way, already in favor of Kenny calling plays. Uh, Twenty-two votes. It's ninety-six percent yes. Shocker. Oh goodness, goodness, goodness. Uh, I do want to get to the players' response, right? Because we've obviously heard from Kenny uh, about you know how things went on Saturday. There was a lot of you know anger and frustration on social media from fan perspective from media perspective etc this is what kenny had to say in terms of just the team's response to everything going on in the message yeah i mean i think the guys have responded well they showed up to workouts today they had a good attitude uh good attitude in meetings and uh, just like i told them in the meeting room is uh you have to learn how to respond to not getting the result you want but it doesn't mean you learn how to accept it you can't accept losing you can't accept feeling this way you just have to learn how to respond to it but once that feeling becomes comfortable now you have a problem so we should never be sad we shouldn't come in there and be happy go lucky oh this is great i'm over it no it should bother you it should bug you it should affect you in a mindset that you want to do everything you can to fix it and i think our guys are in that mindset today was the first day um, in a long time our entire offense was there 10 minutes early so, like I pointed out to them, that's interesting, right? We've been rolling in offensively three, four minutes early, and today was the first day we had everybody there 10 minutes early. Well, that tells me there's probably a little bit more of a focus to get things done this week, just by that little action that everybody showed up 10 minutes early. And that's what we're trying to, to build and get to on a consistent basis. We haven't really talked about Kenny being on his, 
Clark Kent vibe there, like you mentioned earlier. But uh, no, I mean, <laughs> offense better be fucking focused. <laughs> like you, you. It was embarrassing. And I think you saw that in the immediate aftermath, right? You saw uh, it was EKB tweet out the donut emoji yeah. and, and Jalen obviously wasn't playing, but tweeted out something along the lines of like, we'll be all right. Some donation. Like the players, obvious the players were embarrassed. I am sure of it. Um, or at the very least, incredibly frustrated. So yeah, I mean, they're going to take it personally, of course. Uh, but I, I think, I think the important thing that he said there, right. Is, is, you know, we're talking about how ultimately, you know, the wins and losses are not the most important thing here. But the, 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 the big thing is with all these losses, you can't learn how to lose. Yeah. Or, or you can't learn to be comfortable with losing. You got to learn how to lose, like how to go about losing. Taking Which is what I'm trying to say on Saturday, yeah. right? Like you have to almost hate losing more than you love winning. Yeah, I feel you. Yeah. And like that, I feel like it is part of the message, right? Like. You can accept it, but you can't be comfortable with it, yeah. right? Like at a certain point, you have to swallow the fact that you got your ass kicked. Yeah, you have to accept it. You have to accept the fact that you got your ass kicked because not, nothing changes. You don't accept it, and you're not going to be able to. Build, you're not going to be able to fix it if you start making excuses for it. And again, there are plenty of excuses to be had, right? They played. They played four quarterbacks over five. Damn near. They've over, got a makeshift offensive line. They They're missing all, their backup running. Back. Missing their starting tight end. Like there's there's plenty of excuses, yeah. but from the sounds of it. No one is making, at least no one in the in in the facilities is making those yeah. excuses, um, and that is the most important thing, right? Is no one outside of the uh, outside of these meetings, outside of the practices, is really going to have any idea of, like Kenny said, the, the progress that's being made, the process. Uh, we're all going to be making half-assed guesses from the outside. Um, all that matters is what they're doing inside. And again, from the sounds of it, it sounds like they're going about this the right way, taking yeah. it personally and getting to work to improve. Um, because again, that's all, that's all you can do. You, you're at rock bottom. All you can do is start climbing your way out. Yeah, I do want to get to, to NCAA's comments here in a second, but just in terms of the offense, to put it in perspective, right? We say the the like where the expectations are, are the whole thing's on the floor as it stands right now. And you just got to kind of build it up. Like the offense is ranked 129th in scoring offense out of 130, 124th in total offense, 119th in rushing offense, and 130th in turnover margin. Is that good? It's about as bad as it could be. Really wonder what their where they were ranked in turnover margin for the margin for the couple of games that Jay Rashada, the guy that everyone wanted benched, was playing. It's um, tough. But defensively, they're ranked twenty-third nationally in run well, defense, thirty-fourth yeah. in total defense, tied in twenty-seventh for tied twenty-seventh for sacks, tied for thirty-eighth in first downs yeah. allowed. And you know, grain of salt, right? They haven't played USC's offense yet. Um, so like it's not like they've been playing any kind of you know, Oklahoma State threw out three different quarterbacks. They played Southern Utah. They haven't. Syracuse had the best defense in football after week one. Here we go. Or after week two. But no, no. They, the, my point is they played Colgate and somebody else. Like, yeah. it, it doesn't, that means nothing. Um, it, it So it, it's going to be different <laughs> against against USC. But um, the reality is, is that, yeah, like the, the defense is good, man. Like this could be so much worse. ASU is not a wholeheartedly just... This, and that's the one thing, like Damon was being like, "Oh, this is where U of A was a couple of years ago." I don't think that's true. The defense U of A was good. bad defensively they, and they offensively. They were bad. They were one of the worst teams in the They were one of the worst. Yeah, and so I don't think Syracuse is that. Whether or not they want to, uh, whether or not they want to pretend that it is, but um, yeah, like the defense is, is is solid at the very least is solid, and it's going to keep them in more games. They're like I think third in the Pac-12. People, like the defense is not the issue. Yeah, and like NCAA <laughs> said, like. At one point, like I, he doesn't think that that USC is going to blow out ASU. I'm not too sure about that, but by and large, I think this defense is going to keep them in a lot of games that they probably should not be in, um, like the Fresno State game. Yeah. They had no reason that they should have lost that game by 50. Because again, Fresno State is a solid team, and they turned the ball over eight times, but the defense kept them in it. Um, so we'll see. Hopefully, they can keep doing that, but they're going to have to play significantly harder offenses in the weeks to come yeah no absolutely look kenny had a message to the fans and like i said i do want to get to, to ncaa's comments um that he had just a little bit more if you could scroll up just so i could see it right there um that's where football programs make a mistake when they start making changes mid-season to correct exactly. the problem and all they do is create a bigger problem in the process confusing the yes. players you have to ha you have to understand right college football for fans started week zero Right, what the the last week of August? Mm -hmm. They've been doing this since the day Kenny got hired. Yeah, 
right? Like that was what spring ball was for. That's what fall camp was for. That's what camp T was for. That's what like all of these player led workouts and whatever occurred in the summer for them was for, right? Like they've been doing this. This is not just like, Mm -hmm. oh, we put this together last second. It's not working. Let's change it. Yeah, right. Like, right. That's not, not how you. This isn't half-assed. That's not how you get it right. Yeah, and that's why. That's why firing Herm last year when they did was such a big deal. Like that was a massive, like complete program overhaul. They fired their head coach. They had the running Mid-season. back coach start calling plays, and it obviously it worked to a certain extent. Um, but like that's why it was such a big deal because a lot of times it does it, and I, I get that a lot of times you know you and. This is different because no one's calling for Kenny to be fired. They're really just some people are calling for Bo to be fired, which I think is absurd. But at the very least, a lot of people are calling for obviously the play calling to switch hands. Um, But yeah, man, like you're now on. uh, In a certain sense, maybe this is the opportunity to do it. But you're now on your fourth string quarterback who has not run with the ones, and now you want him to be like, ah. No, 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 no. Hasn't just run with the ones. Or the twos. Or the threes. Or the threes, right? <laughs> and so he just now, hasn't run, sudden, period. This kid who doesn't have a whole lot of experience, you want to be like, here's a new offense. That doesn't seem like a necessarily... And it's not like you're doing this to the kid that you think is going to be all respect to Conover. This, this isn't, isn't Madden, guys. This isn't, but, <laughs> but, he, but this isn't the guy that you think is going to be your quarterback for the next few years. He might be. So I don't want to make this sound like any kind of disrespect towards Conover. But obviously, the, the, the thought process is... Rashad is your quarterback for a couple of years. If you want to make that move with Rashada because you're starting to get, you want to get a head start on Rashada's development in the system for whatever. But that's not what's going on here. I don't think it benefits anybody to to all of a sudden make this wholesale change that you have no real real reason to believe it's going to work outside of the fact that the other system isn't necessarily working yet. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. This is all a process. We've played three games. Look, we're gonna continue this conversation, but first, I want to tell you guys a little bit about four peaks right sometimes maybe specifically saturday you watch your team commit eight turnovers and you sit there and you're like hmm what would maybe help me get through this well the easy answer and the right answer is for peaks guys they have a million and five different options in terms of brews and not to mention we've talked about it already september october november december the best months out of the year and four peaks is doing something to spice it up even more and you know what we call that we call that pumpkin porter season around these parts guys getting the fall state of mind with notes of nutmeg allspice and toasted pie crust are you kidding me back on the shelves and in draft lines throughout the valley guys visit fourpeaks.com slash locator to find all your favorite brewery tours and events stein holding oktoberfest and haunted brewery tours are right around the corner check out at four peaks brew or at four peaks pub to keep up with the latest at arizona's hometown brewery you do got to be 21 or older to drink four peaks and please drink responsibly Genuinely, no better way to spend your weekend than having a few beers. Oh, absolutely. Watching some sports and maybe make some money off those sports. I'm down. I like that's That's how I spend my weekends. I wasn't a whole lot of money to be made for the boy this weekend. I may or may not have gotten. I may or may not have overcorrected a little bit for the, the Bills sucking week one and thought that eight and a half points was way too much for the Raiders. It wasn't because the Bills done did that thing. So I lost money. But if you're going to lose money, it's better to win it. But whether you're going to do with your money, do it on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Um, they are one of the top sportsbooks and one of my favorite sportsbooks apps on the face of the planet. It's what, just a fact of the matter. Um, and they're heating up. Um, I don't know if you knew this either. There's a, a wild card race going on, Major League yeah, Baseball. Yeah, yeah. Um, Diamondbacks are undefeated, by the way, when I'm in attendance. Just putting that out there. Is that true? That is true. They are 1-0 when I go to the game. They also 3-0 since the Jewish New Year. I'll see if I'm we proud. can get uh, tickets in your budget. From the company, Tetra. Awesome. You're going for the every game for the rest yeah, of the season. That'd be, I mean, that'd, be, that'd be really nice. We, will, yeah. we might need you at a wild card game. Gotcha. Um, what we also need to do is make sure that Max does not bet on the Diamondbacks because whoever he bets on loses. Um, so we might have to keep him off the DraftKings Sportsbook app, but we won't keep you off. Um, we got a hell of an offer for you. With the DraftKings Sportsbook, um, new customers can score $150 instantly in bonus bets by betting just $5 on baseball plus... All customers can take a crack at a sweet payday with DraftKings. Same game parlays, string together multiple bets from a single play, a single game for your shot at a major payout. Um, that's what I like doing on NFL games because I love that. Like I love locking in. I'm like I did it last week with the the or the Vikings locking on TJ Hawkinson. Just yeah. parlay a bunch of TJ Hawkinson stuff together anytime touchdown score, receptions, yards, and on whoever thinks is going to win the game, you can make yourself some some good money. Um, and I plan on doing that this week. Um, with the the Buffalo Bills. I also plan on parlaying maybe some Pac-12 games. 
together. I'm There's down. some interesting ones, uh, particularly Oregon State, Washington State. The battle for the pack or the pack oh, okay. two. I don't know. The pack <laughs> yeah, two. Uh, big pack it's two battle. It's the last battle. man standing. It's bowl. the last man standing. Oregon State's only two and a half point favorites. I think that's agreed. I think Oregon State is going to kick ass. Uh, so my DraftKings Sportsbook pick of the week. Oregon State minus two and a half. I think they win by more than a field goal. Yeah, my DraftKings Sportsbook pick of the week is the Chargers money line. I'm, I'm doing it until they lose or until they win. Um, you gotta. Yeah. So. What the Chargers the, aren't losing. What is, what is, what is just a money line? You know what the spread yeah, was? I want no. I have no oh, it's just one I against no the Vikings. Yeah, give me the Chargers. Um, I mean, for throwing them out, Bills minus six and a half against the Washington Commanders. <laughs> get on it. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Get on it. Are you kidding me? Get on it and get on it on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Um, like I said, yeah. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code PHNX. New customers can score $150 instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on baseball. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code PHNX. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resorts Kansas, licensee partner, Golden Nugget Lakes, Lake Charles, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario, see dkng.co slash baseball for eligibility terms and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and, and deposit restrictions apply. There we go. There we go. The poll has been ended. All right. What do we got on the results? There were 41 votes. Nice. On I'm this poll, which is actually quite possibly the most I've ever seen. were for Kenny. The yes percentage was 85%. So there are a lot of people. It's safe to say that everybody or the majority of people would like to see Kenny start calling the plays. Look, at this point, I, I am very interested in how the offense decides uh, to to kind of carry on because there were little hiccups, or at least we felt like you know Cam Scadaboo didn't get uh, yeah, a fair didn't shake get on Saturday. Or I mean, like, they just didn't get the ball to, to, to their playmakers, playmakers at all. Period. Well, it's not. I don't even know if it's that they like they didn't. It's just, just like they couldn't. Like yeah, I <laughs> they simply. It, it's hard. Couldn't. Yeah, I mean that, and that's why I was so frustrated on Saturday is because Fresno State wasn't that good. No, like yeah. it, it's it, it didn't feel like they were the reason that ASU was struggling so bad. It felt like ASU was because like I don't I like I don't remember off that game offensively at all. And it and like I get that there were turnovers and stuff like that, but again, I, I think by and large that was ASU feeding the ball to Fresno State. I don't think it was Fresno State doing anything crazy, um, which is is frustrating, but also like kind of in a weird way comforting because it feels like it was very much they beat themselves type of thing. Yeah, um, and. If they can just figure themselves out, it wasn't the other team that like it wasn't like their system was so flawed that the other team found out with somebody to exploit it. Blah blah blah. Like ASU just didn't do anything. No, they did. They didn't get it done. And quite frankly, like we talked about already, the frustration was there uh, from really all angles. And Kenny was asked point blank, "What's the message now to fans?" And this was his answer: uh, Same message. Uh, if you thought this was gonna be easy. Um, you're wrong. Like this is this is a, a process to get to where we want to go, and uh, you know that's the the challenge that I've said all along is this is a state that likes winners, and in order to win in college football, you need everybody behind you, and uh, we need people to stay behind us, stay behind our players, and stay behind the process that it takes to be successful, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna get it done. Uh, it's just a matter of you know, when it grows. And uh, I wish I could be in control of that and say, this is the week, right? But you never know. You never know it clicks until it clicks. Yeah, it's kind of what we've been saying, right? Like Process, it, it's going to take time. Um, the frustration is valid. Like everybody is valid in their feelings of being pissed off that that's what you had to go see on Saturday. And, you know, rightfully so. But at the end of the day, the message, the same way that like, if you're a coach, right? The same way that you are not trying to dramatically change schemes, you're not trying to dramatically change the roster midseason is the same that you're not going to wildly change that message to fans, mm -hmm. right? The message the entire time was activate the Valley, get out, support the team, get out, support the players because it could make a difference, right? So just because they've lost now, 
in embarrassing fashion to Fresno State, and they put together a lackluster second half in both their first two games of the season, that message doesn't change, right? The message still is you've got to try and show up and get as many people as possible there. However, on the flip side of that coin now is from a fan perspective, you've seen it. You, yeah. you see what the product is, and now it's you've got to make a decision. Because, I mean, I think to the fans' defense, it obviously, it's not, I'm not going to say you're pretending it was sold out, but it's particularly the student section. The first two weeks, were they great. showed up, especially the student section. They showed out the first two weeks. Yeah. And it was a a marked uh, decline in, in the student section. It was still solid, but then at halftime, that, that that classic halftime student section exodus happened, and I certainly couldn't blame them uh, on Saturday. And it is tough because I, I think, you know, the reality, by no means do I, I think at this point blame the fans because no. the product is terrible. But the reality is, is that like a, a great atmosphere, if the, if it's sold out with Sun Devil fans, like that can be an equalizer, right? Yeah. You can have a great atmosphere, make games closer than they should be because of... Uh, be, because of the, the the fan factor, right? You get the noise going, whatever. Um, so fans, I mean, it would obviously be great if fans showed up, but at this point I can't sit here and... and uh, you're, you're, can't I mean, blame them. You're not going for entertainment purposes at this point. You're going because of loyalty to the, the, to the organization. Which is, what, which is what all these other massive programs have. Yeah, and right. I think obviously ASU does not have that. I think it can be built, and I think Kenny obviously is trying to build that, but you're obviously not at that point right now. So if you want fans to show up, you got to... You got to win games. Jeffrey brings up uh, a, a, a valid point. I'll be honest. He says, sorry, Sean, the FSU offense uh, was not impressive, but the defense was way different than what you guys expected, especially the cornerback play. The ASU stud wide receivers were shut down. No, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know how much of that was because of the corners or because of the, the quarterback and, situation. And that's the thing that I, I struggle with, which is why like, I don't want this. Uh, Fresno State is a good team. They're better than ASU. I don't want that to come off as any kind of disrespect to Fresno State. Um, no, they won the game. They won the game <laughs> handedly, obviously. Um and like offensively, you know, they they did they still accomplished things. I just think that by and large, but whether it be the quarterback thing or, or problems with the play calling, like a lot of the the damage that or I guess lack thereof that ASU did was self inflicted. Like yeah. I, I, I the turnovers were were self inflicted, right? Drew Pine fumbling the ball twice is self inflicted, um, and, and so I, I think this game looks very differently. Not necessarily. Not, I don't think necessarily ASU wins the game, but I think there's a chance they win. They're certainly more competitive if ASU stops shooting themselves in the foot. I don't think that was necessarily any kind of game-breaking, god-tier performance from Fresno State's defense, which, again, was good. If you hold another uh, any kind of Division One team to zero points, that doesn't happen entirely because of the offense being inept. It happens lar in large part because of the defense being good. But I think the reason that the game looked as bad as it did was by and large, because of ASU's offense just being, just, I mean, downright awful. Yeah, no, in every it, was a, it was abysmal. It was, yeah, it was terrible. Right, because like, yeah, I don't think terrible. there was a whole lot of instances where they tried to get the ball to ASU's playmakers and the defense was making these outstanding plays. Granted, you know, a large part of that could have been their scheme and stuff like that, making it hard for them to get the ball to anybody, um, yeah. which they, they certainly did. But I think at the end of the day, people are going to be open. We saw instances where people were open and they weren't hitting them. Uh, and that is all ASU's fault. Uh, yeah. yeah, I was about to say that the defense had more balls thrown directly at them. Exactly. The and oh, and yeah. so and at the end of the day, you have to make those plays. Pretty sure there were more com like total turnovers than any quarterback had completions. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there was. Which so, is wild. Uh, again, if you're turning the ball over eight times, that is not because the defense is the best defense in football. Um, at least that wasn't the case on Saturday. Uh, uh, well, yeah. Uh, and I mean, but even uh, even when it is the best defense in football, you're not turning the ball over eight times because of the defense. It, 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 that happens at least in part because of the offense um, not doing their job. And I think that was a, the bulk of the story with this offense and their ineptitude last week was self-inflicted, not necessarily because of what Fresno State's defense was. Again, they made plays. I, I don't want that to sound like, yeah, you had one guy making multiple interceptions. That doesn't happen without the defense being good, but I just think a large part of the story is the offense being bad, not necessarily the defense doing anything world game changing, world breaking. Yeah. Look, while we still got 60 plus people in here, I, I want to let y'all know what we're doing on Saturday over at illegal. Pete's. Oh yeah. Baby. Doing something a little bit different 
because we've got conference play starting. So head over for a little game day hangout over at the Illegal Pete's Tempe location. We're going to have a little pregame meetup, maybe have some margs, maybe some tequila shots, talk ASU. Uh, and then we're going to have a live PHNX Sun Devils postgame show from Illegal Pete's in Tempe. It's about to be a vibe regardless of the result because, you know, Illegal Pete's is just the mm. go-to place mm. for buddies, burritos, and all of the good stuff beer that margs. they have. Beer. They got Doc. the margaritas there. You might have to go to They're the press box alone. I might be. I might. Yeah. I'll be feeling or, good. I'll or, be feeling real, real saucy at that post game show. Maybe you, for should, sure. say, maybe you should just be at a legal. Maybe just watch a game from a legal yeah. piece. That or might be a move. Just, that might be a move, to be honest with you. We'll see. I mean, at the very least, you know, we don't stay for the whole game anyways. So we have to get back. Yeah. So if it's close, we'll watch the end of the game. Uh, for sure, but we'll be there before and after. Um, even if you don't, even you know, the game might be bad, but the margs are going to be delicious. Like, Come for the vibes, dude. Straight up, like, it's going to be it's going to be a nice day on a on a, a Saturday night in Tempe. Come hang out. Come hang out. Come hang out. Come talk shit. Come do what you got to do. Right. Come yell at us for Come swearing vibe. too much. Oh, absolutely. Not not yeah, giving no, FSC's actually, defense enough credit. Yeah, no, absolutely do that. Specifically, <laughs> if you hate us, I want you at Illegal Pete's. Yes, uh, guys, Illegal Pete's. Like I said, your go-to spot. Um, this summer for everything. This fall for everything. Any season, Illegal Pete's mm. your go-to spot. Stop by for happy hour, 3 p.m. through 8 p.m. every day at all 12 locations. Guys, Illegal Pete's the go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beer for, for 28 years. years. Oh, yeah, baby. And we're we're cool. We're chill as hell. So if you want to show up high, we're not going to... There's certain people who... I don't know if I've ever told this story. Um, I'm pretty sure I have because I don't like talking shit behind people's backs. So I'm pretty sure I've said it while she was producing. But like the first time that all of us ever hung out, I may or may not have been high as shit when we went to go get sushi. And we we're sitting there in the restaurant and Leah's like, are you high? And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, oh, I can smell it. And I'm like, okay, thanks, you fucking narc. Now I'm paranoid as shit. First off, you don't got to worry about that with OGs because, you know, they're edibles. No, no smell. And B, we're cool as shit. So we're not going to judge you if you want to show up to the little pizza, you know, a little, a little high. And again, if you're going to be high, you're going to do it with OGs because they are the best scratch made gummies in the state of Arizona, in any state that they exist in. Um, but, you know, they're just here right now. Um, so make sure you check them out. They've got something for everybody. You know, they got their fruits. They got their cream. They got sativa. They got indica. They got microdose. They got THE8. Wow. THE CBD one-to-one ratio. A little happy balance action. So make sure you check out our friends over at OG's Brands for yourself. And try one or a few of their many delicious flavors. Check them out across all socials at OG's Brands and online at OG'sBrands.com to find them at a local dispensary near you. You must be 21 plus or older to enjoy. I love Wannigan's comment. I don't think I want to watch USC joyfully run over us sad Sun Devil noises. What is a Sun Devil? Listen. I was just about to say, what is a Sun Devil <laughs> I, noise? Sun Devil sound I like? know. I, I get it. Their defense is not good, dude. No, it's not Their good. defense might be worse. And I, Sorry, Jeffrey, because I know how this sounds. They might be worse than Fresno State's, which is not to say Fresno State's <laughs> defense is bad. You just sound so petty against Fresno State. It's not to sound that Fresno State's defense is bad. All I'm saying is that Oregon, uh, uh, USC's defense... Is dog shit, dog. They're not good. Um, so if there was a week for the offense to get right, I think it USC is not a great team to play, um, obviously. But you know, their defense is not great. ASU's offense, I'm I, 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 I'm so close to calling it a get right game because it's 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 not that. This is still USC we're talking about. But the defense is not what the offense is. I think there's going to be opportunities for them to score points now. It's going to be very interesting, giving this defense a lot of credit. It's going to be very interesting to see um, what it looks like against Caleb Williams. Um, so that's going to be a real test, but, you know, we'll see. No, yeah, it's, it's certainly going to be something, to say the least. Right in the chat, USC might score 100. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I'm more intrigued to see kind of uh, just how the ASU offense performs. Obviously, USC is going to do what they do offensively. Yeah. I think from a fan perspective, your goal um, as a fan Regardless, if you're t- tuning in to, to watch that game, it should be to simply see can the offense improve from what they've done over the last three weeks against a defense that is going to give them opportunities to to show that they've improved. Oh, absolutely. Um, which is which is huge. Yeah, now, and, and uh, Jeffrey's bringing up something that I think is interesting. I'm just I'm curious. There is no way to get like we talk to guys all year, right? About how like we ask them what games they're most looking forward to. And USC is one that always comes up. You know what didn't come up one damn time is right. Fresno fucking state. <laughs> and again, 
to, but to Jeffrey's point, like I think there's a lot of people, and I don't know how much this applies to the players, but obviously for the fans that look past a team like Fresno State because they're Mountain West, they're not Power Five, which is absurd because um, Fresno State is, again, a good team. But everyone is up for USC. No, everyone yeah. is looking forward to this game. So there is not going to be any looking past a team like USC, which again, not to uh, accuse guys of looking past Fresno State, but... If there's a, like guys are going to be up for this game, they want to shock the world and and, and shut USC up. So it's going to be really interesting to see how they just how they come out in that game. Oh yeah, it's look, it's obviously going to be tough because there's this little thing you know called Caleb Williams uh, just so happens to be probably the best player. Yeah. In Again, I think football. ASU gets blown out by USC. I just don't think it's a. I think it's going to be more of like a, you know, fifty-five to. 17 blowout than a 28 nothing blowout. I think ASU's offense is going to have opportunities. John, I'm going to ask you a question. And I want a one word answer. Okay. What does Caleb Williams do that makes him special? One word. There is a right answer to this. <laughs> I don't. One word? Yeah, one word. I, I don't know. I'm, I don't know where you're going with this. Okay. Uh, Kenny Dillingham, this was his answer to that question. Everything. <laughs> uh, he's smart. Uh, we joked about it today. We were going to have a uh, use because we may have to use Hunter, our quarterback, who's on the scout on uh, on our offense. So we talked about, hey, putting another quarterback back there, like a Jake Smith or something. And I'm like, well, that's good. He can move around like like uh, Caleb. And I'm like, but Caleb can sling that thing too. Jake, can you throw it? It was just funny. Like he's great at everything. Smart. He's elusive. He's calm. He can throw from different arm angles. Uh, he can make the big throw. He knows when to get out of place. He knows when to get into place. And him and Coach Riley are on the same page. They've been together three years, so they know what each other are thinking. Uh, not many, not many flaws, if any, in his game. Uh, one of the best quarterbacks uh, in the country this year, but one of the best quarterbacks for sure. In since I've been coaching college football. Um, he could be one of the best to come through. Uh, he does it all, and uh, it's a great, great challenge for our guys. I mean, he's certainly going to be a challenge, yeah, to yeah. say the least. Everything is the right answer there. Um, yeah, I mean, he's obviously amazing, but to him, I mean, it's not like they've never lost before, right? It's, it's just, again, this is still college football. Um, and it's not like ASU has, you know, not ever beaten underdog or not ever been the underdog uh, and beat a highly touted team just look at, at you know Stadium. asu's just so happens to be the last team to, to beat washington. washington yeah um yeah i mean caleb williams is good at everything there's a reason our you cardinal show last, talks about tanking <laughs> last game between these two teams like asu didn't look like no they uh, gave him a fight in the first they half. did and again like their defense is not good now we're not going to sit here and tell you that they're going to win. Yeah, I, <laughs> I think this looks very different to Jaden Rashada's playing, if I'm being honest. I, I, I still don't think I they just, win. I, yeah, I don't either. But again, like you said, they were competing with them for yeah. the first half of last year. Like That's all I want. There's a scenario in which only almost any team can compete against USC because of how, how vulnerable their defense can be at times. Now, again, their offense is going to push them over the top. Like I said, I think USC is going to... Be careful. I think this is more than likely going to be a tough experience for ASU fans. <laughs> a tough experience. I don't think this is going to look pretty. I That's why don't gonna be at illegal beats want regardless. this to... I don't want it... Like, we're going to get to our predictions later in the week. It's going to be a lot for USC to a little for ASU. Is it going to be worse ASU. than the, the Sarkeesian game? Do you, Totri, do you remember that one when you were in college? The Sarkeesian game? I think it's the one that he got fired afterwards on the, tar, on the tarmac. On the tarmac? Because he was drunk. Yeah, no, I do. Yeah, and they lost it like, be, they lost no, like think, 60 to no, 7. I don't think so. It was I don't bad. Think so. There's a path in which that happens, but again, I just think... I, but that shouldn't be the goal. Like, if you're an ASU <laughs> fan, like, you shouldn't be out there, oh, they gave up 60, like, oh, fire them. No. Well, yeah, like, I mean, you, if you're watching that game, you need to watch it with the understanding that the odds are not in their favor. Yeah, I think it's important that people understand what we do here, right? Like, what do we do? We're here? an ASU podcast. I am looking for the positives i'm looking for the things that could make this entertaining that could make this a good game which is again i think usc is going to blow out the arizona state sun devil football team i think that's good I, I that's that is my prediction but there are all i'm saying is there are paths no score <laughs> <laughs> well i mean we'll get to that later in the week there's no point in giving it now but um 
I just want to make it clear that there are paths for this to be a more I'm not, but I don't think I've said once that the ASU is going to win this game. But no. there are paths for this to be more competitive than I think people expect. Um, again, like my 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 betting like tendencies this year have been to bet on the spread for whoever USC is playing because USC is not great at covering. Right? They they they, they give up more points than they should for a team that is as good as they're supposed to be. Um, that's all I'm trying to make clear is that I, I think that there are there are paths. For this to be competitive, at the end of the day, they're starting their fourth string quarterback against a top ten team in the country with the number one quarterback in the world, with one of the greatest college quarterbacks to play ever. Yeah, ever. So like, chances are it's going to be bad. I want to make that very clear. Regardless, though, start your day at Burrito Express and maybe like it'll make it just a tad better. Because that's, that's why I got a smile started. on that's my face. We started our team go one and eleven. Yeah. I'm still smiling because I had a burrito this morning. Absolutely, guys. If you've never been to Burrito Express, what are you uh, doing? Yeah. Get your head out your bum. Go check out Burrito Express because they got locations all over the valley. And my God, every single burrito. I've, I've never been to Burrito Express and had a burrito. And then afterwards, I'm like, you know what? I wish I didn't have that. Yeah. Every single that time, I'm better, like, God you know? damn, I should have got two. Yes. So go check them out. Grab a burrito and follow them on social media at Burrito EXP. <sighs> you just needed a little sigh there? Or what? Yeah. I need, I need some fuel. Mm. You get fueled We're up. We're going to get your fuel. I mean, America's number one. I don't know if it's true that they're America's number one ga- gas station, but they're certainly my number one gas station. And if they're not America's number one gas station, then uh, I mean, if we've learned anything uh, about the United States over the last, I don't know, eight years, you can't always trust uh, their opinion, uh, public opinion, because uh, not everyone's educated, but we're educated and we know that Circle K is the best gas station in America. True. Um, so make sure you get your ass out there for the gas, for the snacks, for the beverages. They got it all. I was at Circle K. Last night? Did I go last night? I was there this morning. Well, you're I'm there every day. I'm I, every I day. sleep there. Huh? I sleep there. You sleep at Circle K? Jay, I mean, Jalen Conyers shows up to the, the high point every week with a power yeah, pop. Yeah, no, he does. That's a Division One athlete. Jalen gets it. He gets it. He doesn't get. He doesn't have to read Circle K ads. He does it because for the love of the game. He does because he loves Circle for K. For the love of the game. Um, and you can, you, can, you can love the game, too, the right way by going out to Circle K. Um, and now's the right time because they just launched their new Inner Circle uh, membership club. Thing. I don't know why I lost the word for inner circle, the membership. Yeah, I just thought I, for some reason I was looking for another word that didn't exist. Uh, mm-hmm. Join the inner circle. They got deals for days. You join, you get 25 cents off your first five Phillips, which is a steal because gas is expensive as hell right now. What is with that? Did you, see, did you see the article that, got, that came out today? No. That there's like, I, so I didn't realize there were seasons for gas, but apparently today is the first day that gas stations are approved to start using the winter blend of gas, which is traditionally less expensive. Wow. That sounds like a crock of bullshit. But I, I mean, I, I'm, not, I'm not saying that you're lying to me. I'm just saying that like the winter blend. We're also, talking about coffee? Got some breaking news oh, for boy. everybody. But Do you want me to finish this? Yes. Yeah, okay. Uh, make sure you join the uh, the Circle K Inner Circle for free by downloading the Circle K app today. Terms and conditions apply at participating locations. Visit circlek.com for details. Um, I, Get it in your car. I, I could have started the show with this, but I opted to let him do what he wanted to do. Um, but I highly advise everybody after this show's over, just go check out Jalen Conyers' latest tweet. Just go check out Jalen Conyers' latest tweet. It's going to get everybody hyped up. It's going to get Sean the most hyped up. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just wait here while Sean actually goes to pull up Jalen's latest tweet so that he can see um, exactly what it is. Go ahead and click on, on Jalen's Twitter. No, no, no. Not that one. Oh, he deleted it. Oh, boy. He just deleted it, too. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, man. That's what it oh, is. Oh boy! Well, I guess he might have he might have fucked up. So I, I'm not gonna reveal what he had he had tweeted. But oh man, that's tough. That's tough. Oh no, it, he retweeted it now. Oh, did he? Yeah, yeah. yeah go check now. <sighs> you gotta hit that refresh button. I'm sorry. What are you doing over here, man. Uh, I'm back. Looks yeah. like Jalen Conyers is gonna be back. Watch out, USC defense. We got corn coming. <laughs> yeah, yeah, baby. From the sounds of it, it looks like Jalen Conyers is gonna be playing um, this Saturday. That was kind of the expectation yeah, when we spoke to goal, him. Right? Was that they were what? I said that was the goal. That's yeah, no, that was obviously he, the goal that he was coming back. Yeah. Um. So we'll we'll obviously see if when that's official on the depth chart. But all signs pointing to Jalen Conyers being back. And I mean that's huge because. Again, like not to build excuses about 
what happened with Fresno State, but like they were missing their best offensive player. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, and and what is my I say it all the time, whether we're talking NFL, we're talking college, what is my favorite combination? An inexperienced quarterback and his tight end. So this is huge. Yeah, we never know. Uh, should, we, should we say the tight end is six six or six five and weighs two hundred seventy pounds and moves like nobody's business? Yeah, I mean, he's a podcast. A, he's a problem, and he's also yeah, he's a top tier podcaster. Uh, so that's good. Regardless of who's at quarterback, obviously it's not going to be Rashada. But even if it is Rashada, like to have uh, just you know that tight end, the best tight end in the conference back is going to be huge if this offense wants to accomplish anything. No, absolutely. Look, guys, we appreciate. Everybody spending a little bit of their afternoon with us today. If you guys could just do us one quick little favor, and really not us, but Bobby Hurley, if you could just do him a slight little favor. He's just begging and pleading for a like like this poor man does every single day. Begging so for a just, like like he begs for a calls from Pac-12 refs. There you go. If you could just hit that like button for us. And look, we do this just about every single day of the week. So... Go ahead, give us a follow at phnx underscore sign up. You can follow me at anthony underscore tocha. You can follow this man right here at sean underscore to pause. Um, uh, just, I don't know, man. Um, Disrespecting uh, Fresno State at all? Well, no, I was going to say uh, uh, fading the USC defense as always. Hmm, there you go. We will be back on Wednesday for some USC ASU talk. We'll get our first look into uh, into that matchup, see what the players have to say. Jeffrey, we appreciate you in the chat. All love to everybody yeah. from Fresno State and from uh, any other fans of other teams that I really, stop by this podcast. I, I, I know, Saturday result aside, I rock with Fresno State. First off, I was pleasantly surprised by their, their fan base. Elite logo. They do. Oh, their logo is great. But there is... There was more people rocking with Fresno State football than I realized. Yeah, yeah. I, I wasn't familiar with your game, um, but everyone we've interacted with has been awfully kind. Guys, we will see you Wednesday at 2 p.m., but for now, peace.